In this episode of Words of Wisdom with Shelby podcast, I got to sit down with Donnie Davis, the founder of the Gaga Sisterhood, who was 74 years young and was born in 1946 and has three grandchildren. What is the Gaga Sisterhood, you may ask? Well, it's something that Donnie created when she became a grandma, when she found her true purpose in life to be a grandma. She met other grandmas who also felt this role was so profound. So the Gaga Sisterhood came about where grandmas can come together and bond, brag, and benefit from one another. I learned so much from this conversation as we got really deep and took a look at various situations from many different perspectives. She finishes our amazing conversation by going into six skills that she and the rest of the grandmas from the Gaga Sisterhood are strengthening in 2021. Those are self-care, self-awareness, patience, curiosity, empathy, and forgiveness. Talk about a great 2021 if you focus on all six of those skills. Lastly, her final words of wisdom to share was to do your best and be a good listener something that is so important, but so hard to do. Donnie, thank you so much for joining me. And to the listeners joining in, you are in for a really great episode. So enjoy. Okay. All right. So for today's episode, I'm so excited that we are going to be joined with Donnie. Donnie, welcome. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Shelby. <laughs> You're welcome. So tell me, Donnie, when is your birthday? What is your age? When is my birthday? Mm-hmm. My birthday is May 10th. <gasps> cool. Sometimes it's on Mother's Day. I love that. So you get do you get double the presents? Well, last year it was really sad because it was COVID, so... I didn't, didn't even get much of a celebration, but yes, I, I, the presents for me are just being alive and being with my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's even more apparent during times of COVID just to be alive and with whoever's within your bubble, huh? Yes. Yes. Nice. And, um, and so May 10th, what year? 1946, the first wave of the baby boomers. <gasps> Cool. That's awesome. And where were you born? I'm a third generation San Franciscan, California. I love it. I love it. And you have you been living there most of your life? Well, I haven't lived in, in San Francisco since I got married in 1968. And mm-hmm. then my husband and I spent 18 years in Southern California but we were so happy to move back to the Bay Area. Now I live 30 minutes south of San Francisco in Menlo Park. Oh, wonderful. Do you go to San Francisco often or do you mostly just stay in your neck of the woods? I do because I have a very important person I visit weekly in San Francisco. And that's my mom who just turned 98 last Sunday. That is so awesome. Did you guys have a big celebration? Unfortunately, no. Because yeah, with COVID. She lives in an assisted living community. But mm-hmm. I did a I did a letter writing campaign. I sent an email to all of my cousins and a lot of my friends, and I said, My mom deserves an award. 
She has been isolated in her little apartment for since March. Really, they keep restricting everybody and not letting anybody go out and no visitors. So I said, I would love it if you would surprise my mom and write her a birthday card. No gifts, just send her a birthday card. Mm -hmm. She's been getting a lot of birthday cards. Really? How many people did you reach out to? I reached out to about 40. And then my brother and sister-in-law also sent it to their friends. So a lot of my friends did it, wrote letters to my mom. I was just really touched. That is so sweet. Have you been able to see her during the pandemic in person, distantly, or what? I had a couple visits. They set up Mm -hmm. a special meeting room. She sits on one side of the glass. I sit on the other. And we had a, we've had a couple visits like that. And then last Saturday, I was going to deliver some flowers to her and they let her come downstairs and say hi to me. Oh, that's so sweet. How has that been to have a mother in assisted living during the pandemic? I know that's been really hard for, for, for those that are in assisted living, being even more distanced and socially isolated. Well, the reason I said that my mom deserves an award is because she's been so resilient and doesn't Mm -hmm. complain. On August 24th, she fell and broke her hip. Mm -hmm. And the next day she got a hip replacement. She spent six weeks in the um, medical floor and recovered. And now she's walking perfectly. Oh my god. At 97 she had this. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So people always wow. when they hear that they go, "Donnie, I hope you've got a lot of plans because you've got longevity <laughs> in your in your genes." You do. You're going to be around for a long long time. Oh my gosh. So what what has helped your mother to get through this? She does about 3 crossword puzzles a day and she does she plays solitaire a lot. I call her mm-hmm. every day. I've called her every day since my dad died in 1996. So I call mm-hmm. her every single day and we talk. And lately she's been saying, okay, well, nice to talk to you. See you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> her calls so to her, it's just the same day. thing. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it is with my nanny. I try to call my nanny every day. And in fact, I made a hat that I wish I had to show you, but it's called, um, it says on it, call your grandma because oh. I firmly believe in calling your grandparents. So I love that you're calling your mom every day. That's so sweet. So I bet you that's been a big thing of what's gotten her through all of this. It's, yeah, it's been great because one of the things I love about talking to my mom is she always wants to know, how was your day, honey? And then I'll tell her and she'll go, what else? What else? What else? She's a good listener. She is. She's a very good listener. Moms are good at that. Moms are always good at listening and checking in. Mm-hmm. All that all that sweet stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's so neat. That's wonderful. And then tell me more about your life. What is it that you've done throughout your life? Maybe even in your career or or anything there? Well, going way back. I got my master's degree in speech pathology and became a speech therapist. Then I had a daughter and a son and decided to stay home with them. 
Mm-hmm. And I stayed home for eight years. So I was a stay at home mom while my husband worked. Then mm-hmm. we, I had a, a short gig with the Los Angeles Times as a, a freelance writer for them before we moved up to the Bay Area. Then I got this fabulous job working at Foothill College as an outreach counselor. I went out to the high schools and talked to students about coming to community college. That was really fun. I love that. I just gave a speech in my Toastmasters club about my mentor who hired me in July of 1989. She hired me like after 15 minutes of talking. And she, she was my mentor. And I just gave a speech about her. And I, I hadn't talked to her in a while. And I called her and read her the speech. And she said, I had no idea that I had that impact on you. You just lifted my self-esteem. Oh, that's really so nice. sweet. What were some things that she taught you as your mentor? Well, one of the things I loved about her was that she encouraged me to keep growing. Mm-hmm. She would always say, oh, that's such a great idea. Why don't you run with that? Why don't you do that? She suggested I start a speaker's bureau. She start, suggested I start the outreach office, which is what I ended up doing for 15 years. And she just gave me credit for everything without, even though sometimes they were her ideas. Mm-hmm. And now I really like to mentor others in my, I've been in my Toastmaster club for 12 years and I've mentored probably 30 different members in my club. Wow. What are, um, what are sorts of professions that you've mentored others on anything specific or just overall a mentor to kind of anybody that you come across? Well, I've mentored on speaking because I'm in the okay. Toastmaster club, but okay, that's, But I've also done some training as a life coach after I retired from Foothill. So I was doing some life coaching. And so I just have this, I'm kind of a cheerleader for people. I really notice what their strengths are and try to point that out to them and and build that confidence in Mm -hmm. them. And that's what you focus on with life coaching, helping Mm -hmm. people to find their strengths and as a mentor to find strengths and focus on those strengths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. And what do you focus on anything else? Is there anything that you come across as a life coach that you kind of run into often that people are going through? I think so often people are trying to figure out what their purpose in life is, Mm -hmm. which is really a challenge for a lot of people. So I have found my purpose and I actually found my purpose after I retired from Foothill. The, the year that I retired from Foothill was 2003, Foothill mm-hmm. College, where I was a counselor. I had become a grandma in 2003 and uh, I went completely gaga. So I was, my daughter invited me to witness the birth of her first child. So I was standing at the foot of her daughter, of, of my daughter's bed in the hospital and the midwife was right next to me. And when the little baby emerged into the world, the midwife lifted up her head and I swear the baby's eyes just locked on mine and I locked on hers. And I went so so gaga, I I jumped (laughs) in the air and I went running down the hall and I said, I'm a grandma. 
Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. So your purpose was to become a grandma? Well, I didn't realize it until I became a grandma. But I, because I, I remember as a, a young woman, I, I really wanted to be a mom, but I never thought I want to be a grandma, never consciously thought about that. And then when I became one, it was like, whoa. And I was oh, just that is ecstatic. So I love that. That story is so cute. I like weirdly have tears in my eyes. It was, it was profound. It was really, really powerful. And I was so grateful to my daughter for letting me be there and, and having that, that miraculous moment. It really stuck with me. And so the funny thing was that, as I said, I, I thought I was the first grandma to feel that way. But then I started talking to all these other grandmas and I realized that they were just as crazy enthusiastic as I was. It was almost like we spoke the same language. We were just, we were, you know, we, we would get kind of glassy eyed and, and gushy. And, and back in those days, we, we took out pictures. We didn't take out our cell phones to show pictures, but we carried these little brag books and we'd take out pictures. Yeah know each other so so yeah I and and it was such an amazing experience and, and was so profound that I thought I think I need to do something with this and what mm -hmm. prompted me was that as I got into my role and started spending more time with my daughter I saw that she was doing everything really differently than I did really differently like she carried the baby around in this wrap all day and never put her down and, and, and she'd be tired. And I'd want to say, well, I think I know why, but I, I didn't say that. <laughs> and then she slept with the baby and she explained to me that they had this attachment parenting philosophy that I'd never heard of. So I thought I, I need to talk to some other grandmas because I need to figure out, is this, what's this all about? Are other grandmas experiencing this? So it was in December of 2003 that I invited 15 grandmas to come over to my house. And I said, I'm going to start the Gaga sisterhood where grandmas so cool. bond, brag, and benefit. That is the coolest thing ever. So we oh, sat in a circle God. in my living room and I had this whole agenda planned and we talked about what our grandchildren call us and how we got those names and how far we have to travel to see our grandchildren and how we get along with our grandchildren's parents. Mm. Just had the best conversation. And at the end, I felt like we had just started and there was so much more to talk about. And I said, who, who wants to continue? And everybody but two grandmas who had older grandchildren wanted mm -hmm. to continue. So that was the birth of the Gaga Sisterhood. And we have been meeting ever since. In fact, next month is going to be our 100th meeting. That is the most amazing thing ever. And you've been around since 2003. So about yes. 17 years. Yes. The birth, wow. the age of my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter. Oh, that is so cool. And so you just talk about all things to be a grandma. Yes, I do have planned over the years, I get all the speakers. So we've, we talk about things that will help us to grow and learn. 
-hmm. We've done meditation, we've done improv, we've done communication techniques. We've done so many things, travel, reading, and even sleep. I remember one time we had a speaker on sleep and forgiveness. Then we do things that are creative ideas to do with our grandchildren. So mm -hmm. we've had people bring in their favorite craft to do. We talk about that. And then lots of times we talk about relationship issues and how to get along with our grandchildren's parents, which is really kind of the core of my work. Wow. And so how, I mean, how is that to go through? Because that must be challenging in what you were saying to watch even your daughter parent your grandchild in a different way that you were used to as a parent. What is that like to be a part of that world, but kind of know your boundaries of what to say and what not to say, how not to get too involved, but want to help? How do you navigate that? You said all the challenges. Very good. <laughs> Very well. It's, it's tricky. I wrote a, a little handbook called When Being a Grandma Isn't So Grand. <laughs> and the subtitle is Four Keys to Love Your Grandchild's Parents. Mm -hmm. So the love is an acronym, mm -hmm. L-O-V-E. Okay. L stands for learn the parent's language. So that's really important. Ask, like, what is your parent parenting philosophy? What do you believe is important in raising your child? And learn that. Mm -hmm. So I learned about attachment parenting, baby sign language, Waldorf education, homeschooling, so many things that I'd never heard of before. The mm -hmm. O stands for own your shared purpose. Because if you develop a good relationship with your grandchild's parents, you can feel part of a team. You're not the captain of the team, but you're a supportive mm -hmm. member of the team. And you have a common goal of wanting to raise that child so that it's a happy, evolved person. Mm -hmm. The V stands for value your children's hard work as they're parenting. So really look for opportunities to say, oh, you're doing such a great job, the way you're so patient and the way you mm -hmm. provide so many opportunities. And then the E stands for empathy. Empathy, empathy, empathy. And I learned a lot mm -hmm. about empathy from my daughter because I think grandmas and moms are sort of wired to give advice, to solve problems. Mm -hmm. But parents really don't want to hear advice. They want to hear your empathy. They want to feel that you understand them. So for me, it's, it doesn't feel adequate, but this is what my daughter told me she wants. It's just, oh, that must be so hard and really mean that. Listen, mm -hmm. like you're really trying to get into their place and understand. So that's the L-O-V-E. Those are so great. And that made me think too, what are things, you know, those are really great things for grandparents to keep in mind, especially grandmas, but what are things that for listeners joining in, let's say that maybe a parent is listening or even a grandchild. So someone my age, what are things that grandparents could 
benefit from their children or their grandchildren. Are there any things that you all talk about when you get together of what you would ask more of or ask of your children and your grandchildren? Anything there that we can do and learn from you? Well, I think just letting us know about your life, letting mm -hmm. us know what, what you're doing so that we can engage with you. I really love talking to my 17 year old because I learned so much from her. She set up an Instagram account for me because she's very tech savvy and mm -hmm. I wanted to be trendy and have an cool Instagram account. So she set that up for me. Uh, and I wanted, I, I think grandparents want to be involved. We want to mm -hmm. be part of the conversation, but I, it's, we don't want, we shouldn't monopolize, but we should mm -hmm. learn, learn what they're learning. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. The mission of the Gaga Sisterhood is to inspire grandmas to continue growing and learning so that we can be our best grandma selves. I love that. I think that's so important. What would you say to um, friends of mine who maybe have grandparents who are not a part of the Gaga Sisterhood and um, are kind of, you know, to say it, hopefully not in a mean way, but kind of stuck in their own ways. And so maybe they're not as enthusiastic as you are about joining Instagram or things like that. What are ways that we can continue to keep our grandparents involved in our lives? Is it simply just calling or writing letters? Do you have any advice there? Well, I think finding some kind of commonality. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's talking about memories. What's your favorite memory from when I was 13? Or what do you remember about me? Or, or what I remember about you at that age? Mm -hmm. Or a vacation that we took? It's trying to figure out where you can find a common ground to just mm -hmm. start a conversation. And, and then sometimes it just grows from there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those conversations are hard to have on the phone if your grandparents are hard of hearing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like to just, you know, that kind of just got my brain going and thinking if grandchildren put in their calendar to call their grandparent maybe once a week and maybe once a week they add into the calendar, ask grandma about this memory or write a letter to grandma once a month and they add that to their calendar because that would just, I mean, that could add so much to their grandparents' life and it would mean so much to them. So I feel like that touches on a really good point to get as involved as you can in the way that works for them, whether it's the phone or a letter. Yeah, you know, that reminded me that you could also ask, grandma to tell you a story about my parent you know like what was dad like when he was my age or what was mom like when she was a teenager or when she was five and what was she interested in so that the grandchild gets a perspective of their parent from the parent's parent yes those are great questions to ask grandparents I love that I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask my nanny that next time I talk with her I love it <laughs> I'm, I'm and so pretty you... good at sparking conversation. Mm -hmm. So I have that's like, a good skill to have. 
I have a six-year-old granddaughter who I haven't been able to see since February because she lives in Southern California. But we have 90-minute FaceTime calls. Get out. That's amazing. <laughs> That's I, so cool. We just sort of, she's very engaging. So she is giving me art lessons. She teach, she's teaching me to draw or she does a craft project or she makes slime for me. So how, yeah. do you, how do you keep her entertained for 90 minutes? How does she not get distracted or want to go do something else? Sometimes I show her pictures. I show her videos on my phone of when she was one and my older granddaughter made her laugh hysterically. It's her favorite video to watch. And then we sometimes play games. Just, uh, oh, one of my favorite things to do with her is let's each go get a snack and try to mm -hmm. guess what other each other's snack is with clues. Oh, that's so fun. These are all great ideas for grandparents to do with their grandchildren through Zoom over like wall social, I mean, even socially distanced during COVID, but even, even you know, normal in normal life, mm -hmm. a lot of grandparents could live far away from grandchildren. Yeah. That's so cool. And that goes perfectly with my book <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Oh, that's so awesome. I should have consulted you before I wrote my book. You, you have all these great ideas that Mac and grandma could have done in face in a uh, grandma's well, you can in the do phone. Another one. <laughs> I can do grandma's in the phone too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With Donnie's edition. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's so awesome. Tell me more about what it's like to be, um, to be a grandma. What is it that makes it so special? Because being a grandma looks like the coolest thing ever. And I can't wait one day to join the, the Gaga sisterhood. <laughs> well, right now, what I'm loving about being a grandma is meeting other grandmas from all over the country. So okay. I have, um, I do a monthly newsletter, mm -hmm. which goes out to about 1300 people. And I've been getting wow. just wonderful responses from people. I'm, I've invited people to come to our 100th meeting because for, since March, we've been meeting on Zoom every month, mm -hmm. not in person. And, you've, and so you've probably been able to reach more people because of COVID. Yeah. Wow. So I've had grandmas from all over the country. And I even had a grandma on the two, last two calls from Australia. Wow. Will you continue this over Zoom or at least have a Zoom option for those that want to stay with you after COVID? Yes, I plan to because oh, it's been so, so cool. much fun because on our meetings, we'll have a speaker. Then we go into breakout rooms and we have mm -hmm. three or four people in the breakout room and people really get to know each other. In fact, the last meeting, they came back to the main room and they said, we want a directory of everybody's names so that we can get in touch with them after the meeting. Wow. How does that feel to know that you've connected people like that and you've truly impacted so many grandmothers' lives? It's the best feeling. Oh, that's you know, so it's, sweet. I, I just wrote in my newsletter that I, I started out by saying, what has helped you survive this past mm -hmm. year? Mm-hmm. I always start out with a question and then I answer mm -hmm. it myself. So what's helped me survive is daily meditation, nightly journaling, a mm -hmm. walk with a Gaga friend who pr proposed to me that 
she walk in her neighborhood and I walk in my neighborhood. So for five, six months, every Tuesday morning, we get on our phones at nine o'clock and we walk a mile together. And I've only met That's her awesome. once for like five minutes, but we've gotten to be really good friends. That's so sweet. It, can, it feels like you're with another, it's with, you're with your friend. Yeah. So I, my daily walks, I, one of my speakers in April said she goes out to the beach every Friday. So I'm a half an hour away from the beach. So every Friday I go out to the beach and I walk on the ocean by the ocean. And it's, it's like the minute I get out there, I feel cleansed. Oh my gosh. Yes. I miss that about living in California. And, and I do yoga. I've been doing yoga for 33 years. So I know you're a big fan of yoga. It's yes. a mountain of youth. I love it. And, but really what sustained me this year is having this purpose of mm -hmm. giving the Gagas a monthly meeting and seeing us come together, seeing the faces, even on the screen, the energy comes through. And especially when they come back from the breakout rooms, it's just, it brings me so much joy. I've always loved creating communities. And uh, mm -hmm. no matter what stage I'm at, I, I like to get together with women who are going through the same stage I am. Wow, that's amazing. Do you have the the numbers? I mean, I'm sure that your like the community or the membership of the Gaga Sisterhood has probably doubled or tripled or quadrupled with Zoom. Yeah, well, it's growing. Over COVID. I have a I have a meetup group. I have a website, gagasisterhood.com. I have the newsletter, I have a Facebook page, <laughs> and it's just me doing all of this. That's so amazing. And it's a labor of love, just yes. wanting to serve and help others. That's so yeah. cool. I can also, have you ever thought about writing a book? Because I think this would be a really cool book to put together about the Gaga sisterhood. And even to have like stories come from each grandmother of what it's like to be a grandma. Have you thought of, I think it would be amazing. I haven't thought about that idea, but it's, I like it. I like the idea. Oh, let's let that, let's let that just sit there and see what happens. <laughs> Amazing. And so you journal every night and you meditate in the morning. How long do you meditate for? Usually about 15 minutes in the first thing mm -hmm. in the morning and then about 15 minutes before I go to sleep. Do you have any meditation that works for you? Do you focus on your breathing? Do you do music or anything I, that works? I do focus on my breathing. I also use mm -hmm. Insight Timer app. I love Insight Timer. I love it. You are so technologically savvy. <laughs> and I'm also taking a new uh, meditation class on mindfulness, which I really like. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It seems like you're always taking the you know classes or things to better yourself and learn more. Would you say that that's something that helps you to stay young and vibrant and energetic? Definitely. What the theme of my December newsletter is six skills to strengthen in 2021. So I've thought about what would help me get through this next stage of uncertainty because it's, it, we still don't know how it's all going to unfold. Not that we ever know how life is going to unfold, but there's a mm -hmm. lot of uncertainty still. Amazing. So I thought about, well, please the, share that. Yeah. I thought about share these six skills. One of them is self-care. 
It's okay. so important to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Grandmas are really good at taking care of others, but we mm-hmm. often leave ourselves to the last until we're so depleted. Mm-hmm. So self-care is really crucial. And along mm-hmm. with that is self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. And I'm sure a lot of mothers can relate to that too. Mm-hmm. About, oh, you know, definitely. putting others first and, and forgetting about themselves. So I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind for, for 2021 as we get through this next chapter. And don't feel guilty for taking care of yourself. It's mm-hmm. You're the most important person in your life. Right. I treasure my health and I, it's my highest priority. Mm-hmm. Cause how can you serve others? How can you serve others um, as your best self until you can serve yourself and make sure that you're showing up first and foremost for yourself and then you can show up for others. Otherwise you're just giving yourself half of an effort and everybody around you half of an effort. Yeah. The I second totally is self-awareness. This is something I really emphasize in the Gaga Sisterhood is be conscious of your actions, your thoughts, your body language. It comes through. If you just be self-aware. And when you're self-aware, you're more able to see what your own strengths are and maybe some of your flaws. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. a really good one. I haven't even thought about that. Like, I think I've, I've noticed a little bit sometimes when I'm around people, I'll, I'll kind of check in on my body language to make sure that I'm presenting myself in a way that's like welcoming, you know, are my, am I hunched over or am I nice and straight? And am I smiling? Am I inviting to these people? And whenever I check in and I notice, and then I think, oh gosh, I'm, I'm really not smiling right now or, or things like that. But to put kind of, to label that, to be more self-aware, that's a really good one. I'm going to focus on that. Thank you. And then this is so important. And yet to me, the most challenging patience. Oh my gosh. I thought I was genetically predisposed to being impatient, but I read this wonderful book called the power of patience, little handbook Mm -hmm. by the same author who wrote random acts of kindness, MJ Ryan. Mm -hmm. I use her little handbook for a long time to try to, build patience and uh, (laughs) it's still a challenge especially when my computer is like my (laughs) even when my computer my email doesn't load fast enough but patience is so important and it's been critical during this past year oh my gosh if we needed to be patient Mm -hmm. and patience is harder and harder to come by I feel like these days because of technology and instant gratification. We're so used to things happening right then and there. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. So you said, what are those two books? The Power of Patience and Random Acts of Kindness? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. I'm going to look into those. And then the the fourth thing is curiosity. That's kind of my middle name. I am a really curious person. I love, just like you, I like to hear other people's stories. I love you. I think I just feel such a kindred spirit with you because <laughs> I, I love hearing people's stories. And I think everybody has an interesting story. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So curiosity is about learning. It's about growing. Mm-hmm. And it's about keeping our brains engaged. 
Mm -hmm. And the more that you're learning, yeah, the more that you learn from others too, you get different perspectives and, um, and you, I'm learning so much from you right now. So just me being curious is so beneficial towards me. So I completely agree. Thank you. Uh, then another one, I've talked about this already in my book is empathy. We have to have empathy. So many people, I think a lot of people are having more empathy. You can just see it in the way that they're responding to healthcare workers and, and essential workers. There's just more, I've seen more people showing empathy than ever. So that's, that's very heartwarming to me, but we also have to have empathy for ourselves. And that's Mm. another really hard one. It's like, you know, you do something wrong and you get down on yourself for it. So like Mm. kicking yourself twice. So totally empathy is good. And of course you want to have empathy for others. And then the last thing is forgiveness. So important. Mm-hmm. So one. hard and, and something that you can do more often than you even realize just little things throughout the day, every day, it's once you become aware, this is my experience with it. Once you become aware of, am I forgiving myself? You kind of realize how many things you're holding on to for yourself. Like, Oh, I didn't do that. Good enough. That wasn't good enough. That like, and it's constantly, no, that was fine. I forgive. I move on. And to others too. That's something I definitely can do. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And I think that there's a certain dynamic sometimes that comes up between grandparents and their adult children that can cause some tension. And you, if you hang on to that and you don't let go, it can just grow and grow and grow until it, it can be a real barrier for a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this is giving, hard, but important. Yeah, a really big thing that I've learned how to do is to say I'm sorry and genuinely mean it. I've had to do that a lot as a grandma when I just do do something that's not well received. I'm sure it can be hard just doing your best. I'm sure, you know, you're always trying to do your best, but I, I bet that that is hard to be, to be like, oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Those are all amazing, amazing things to focus on in 2021. So to list them out, forgiveness, empathy. Curiosity. Um, curiosity. Patience. Patience. Self-care and self-awareness. Those are all so great. I'm going to write those and keep those on the wall in my room. (laughs) That's so wonderful. So you share that in the, you're going to share that in the newsletter with all the sisters in the Gaga sisterhood. That is so cool. I love it. Well, I can't wait one day to become a grandma and join the, (laughs) the, the Gaga sisterhood. And I'm excited. I'm going to be joining you next month to talk about technology and teach and talk about things like TikTok and Instagram and anything else that your sisters would like to learn. And your nanny. (laughs) And my nanny. I'll talk about my nanny and I'll tell them about the book and the podcast and all the good stuff. You know, I think you're doing such a great service for my generation because I was just listening to the radio and 
there was some mention, a reference to how we become invisible when we reach a certain age. And you're bringing visibility to the older generation, which, and you're appreciating the older generation. Oh my God, that's so rare. I wish I could clone you and sprinkle you all over because it's just so unusual to have young people value the elders. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I, I try, I do my best. I hope that I can meet some people in the Gaga sisterhood who want to be interviewed on the podcast. And genuinely, that is all that I want. And what I truly do believe, the reason why I wrote my children's book is because I do believe that as um, grandparents grow older, sometimes they, they retire and they might not have a significant role in certain areas in life. And so to just kind of bring back that role. It's so important as a grandma to have that role to play in your grandchildren's life and to feel like you matter. And um, so I, I, I do hope that I, I do that a little bit with what I do. And it's so funny when you were saying <laughs> all of a sudden your purpose was to be a grandma and then you're connecting all these grandmas. I think I just in some level connect because I cannot wait to be a grandma. And I think that my purpose is that too. So I think that's where all of this comes from. Well, I, you know, I th what that says to me is that you have this wonderful role model as a grandma. And I, I did too. I did too. I had two grandmas who uh, were in my life till I was 40. Oh, that's so, you're so lucky you had them for that long. Yeah. That's so true to have that role model. That's so sweet. What were their names? What did you call them? I called them grandma and grandma Amelia was my mom's, um, my mom's mom. And mm -hmm. she and I were really, really buddies. We took the train mm -hmm. from San Francisco to New York and back when I graduated from high school. Oh my gosh, how special. Yeah. Do you have any pictures from it that you look at to remind you of that trip? No, no, I don't, oh, I don't have any gosh. pictures. Yeah, that's the pro. That's the. But pain I have a lot of memories. Of it. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's such a shame. Like for for things that happened so long ago, to not have pictures of it. But I'm sure you treasure it still in your heart. Yeah. And what was your other grandmother's name? What did you call? My it? other grandma was Grandma Gertrude. That was my dad's, <laughs> my dad's mom, and. Aww. I loved her because she was a working grandma. She, she actually worked at my, at the family's uh, clothing store in San Francisco. Oh, wow. So she, and she was a very dynamic grandma. Both my grandmas were wonderful role models. So I think that's, that's so why I love being a grandma because I had such excellent role models and not all the grandmas in the Gaga sisterhood have had good role models or had grandmas which is so it's nice it's for them to, to learn from each other yeah that's why they have joined the gagas and another reason is they don't have anybody else they can talk to about their grandchildren because maybe their friends aren't grandmas oh that's so sweet that you've created that well i love that and we'll we'll send a special tribute or um special shout out to grandma amelia and grandma gertrude <laughs> Those are such pretty names too. Thank you. Yay, you're welcome. Well, Bonnie, this has been wonderful. What do your grandchildren call you, by the way? Just they grandma? call me Baba. 
Baba. Juliet was one and she named me Baba. And then her younger sister, Amelia continued. And then the, their cousin, Sophia calls me Baba. And the, the interesting about the name. So my mom's name is Juliet. And so Mm -hmm. is my granddaughter. And then my grandma's name was Amelia. And so is my granddaughter. That's so sweet. It was was kind of strange at the beginning to call my granddaughter, my mother's name. And then my second one called her my grandma's name. (laughs) I've never thought about that. I've never thought about that, how it can be maybe a little bit trippy for the, for the person who's known that name in a different way. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, it was really strange, but I've gotten That's used so to cool. it. That's so cool. And so you have three grandchildren. Three granddaughters, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Three granddaughters. 17, Wonderful. 13, and 6. That's so special. Well, this is, that's so wonderful. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun to chat. And um, do you have any, so the, the podcast is called Words of Wisdom with Shelby. Do you have any words of wisdom that you can share with our listeners before we hop off? Any last minute things to share? I thought of one thing. You've shared so much. You have shared so much, I do want to say. (laughs) I, I did think of one thing that probably is one of the most important things about communication and just being human is being a good listener. I really think Mm -hmm. it's important to listen, listen with an open heart and non-judgmental. It's hard to be a good listener. Do you have any advice for how to be a good listener? Listening is kind of like meditation. Mm -hmm. The thoughts are going to come up. When you say something, I'm going, oh yeah, I have something I want to respond to about that. But just like meditation, you let that go and you focus back in on what the other person is saying instead of mm-hmm. being ready to jump in as soon as there's a pause and mm-hmm. share what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. Like focused attention on what the other person is saying and not on the attention of the thoughts that are coming up from what the other mm-hmm. person triggers in you. How do you know when it's the right time to jump in with your thoughts? When there's a pause. <laughs> okay. I hope I've been a good listener to you today. <laughs> you have. You have. Not only have you been a good listener, but you've been a good interviewer. I, it just oh. felt like we were having the most natural conversation. It was really fun. I did too. Okay, good. Phew. I, but I think that's very important. I do think it is a very important and something to be very mindful of to try and be a good listener. And you're right. is It's exactly like meditation. Your mind wanders. It jumps everywhere. But it's important to give that person and have empathy. That person wants to be heard. It feels important to them to be heard. So it all goes together. And patience. And then curiosity. All the things. <laughs> Big ideas. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. Happy New Year. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you again to Donnie for joining me on this episode. It truly was so much fun to talk with you. I learned so much and I know that listeners who joined in learned a thing or two as well. And if anybody knows of anyone that would like to be on my podcast, please let me know. 
Until next time, let's do what Donnie said. Focus on that self-care, self-awareness, patience, curiosity, empathy, and forgiveness. Bye, everyone.